asks the question, why do we swing when we lift our hands in defense? Cause Kirk Franklin is mean. <laughs> good to be back what's up you guys welcome to another episode of the black black podcast i am your host hb from kc as you can see for those watching on youtube and as you can now know at home i guess uh yeah i am alone today it is all me myself and i king beijing is taking a break he's taking a hiatus while we both work on some things so It'll be me going forward for a little bit. And I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I'm hype. Like, I could finally be fully ratchet. I ain't got the Lord sitting next to me. I mean, he is, but like, he ain't at the same time. But anyway, yeah, it'll just be me and y'all. And as you guys know, my Twitter is at HB from KC. I'm actually tweeting from HB from KC underscore GIF, which is, of course, GIF. And that's because. I got suspended for a little bit, but that that ain't important. If you want to know what's going on, just at me and be like, what happened? HB from KC underscore GIF is where I am for the next like four days. Okay. All right, cool. Let's jump into our topics. As you guys know, we usually bring two topics every episode and one would be from King Beijing. One would be from me. Going forward, it's going to be both for me, bitch. So let's get with it. I want to start off talking about Black Stomp Out. Dog, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. And not even the, the video per se, but like the commentary behind the video. I think what's happening in our society is we continue to feel like two things can't be true at once, right? Let me explain. So, Kirk Franklin and his son were, in my opinion, verbally abusing each other. And his son, who is 33 years old, posted it to social media. Now, the intentions, first of all, behind why he posted are iffy. We'll touch on that as well. But the main thing that I want to bring up is the two sides that people have. One side is like, Oh, he's verbally abusive toward his son. Kirk ain't no Christian. Actually, it's like several sides because I've seen people say Kirk ain't no Christian, but for how he acted, that's not God. You know what I mean? Super Kojic folks. <laughs> but yeah, like Super Kojic folks been saying like that's not of God and Kojic. I mean, Kirk ain't Christian or he ain't saved. The other side I've been seeing is that Kirk is verbally and mentally abusive, probably physically abusive as well because. From what I understand, he did threaten him. I didn't listen to the whole thing because it was too traumatic. I'm just going to strictly talk about the commentary that I've seen from it, just to be clear. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I just I can't handle more. That's just where I met with it. Like, I'm black. I got enough. And I'm a woman. I got a double portion. I don't need no more right now. Anyway, so, yeah, like, I've seen the other side of that saying, like, Kirk is you know, abusive. And then there's also the other side of, well, we don't give a fuck because that's a grown ass man cussing out a grown ass man. And sometimes your kids just take you there, blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny because in these moments, I don't know. I don't know if I think differently, not to like toot my own horn, but I just try not to look at these things from such a like 
one-sided view. Like I literally agree with everybody about some of what they're saying. Like multiple parts of this is true. You know, like for me, I agree with the people that say, you know, Kirk ain't saved. Da, 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 da. Now listen to me clearly when I say that I agree, because I don't look at the word saved as the same way other people look at the word saved. In my opinion, nobody is quote unquote saved if that makes sense. I think saved is a word that's been overused in the church a lot. So when you sit there and say, I'm saved, I'm saved, it's just a way to separate you from people who literally don't frequent church as much. While yes, God calls you know Christians to fellowship, don't make that such a priority that literally I could be at home having a relationship with God, quote unquote, living right. I'm celibate. You know, I go out with friends every now and then, but I'm doing, living my life right, quote unquote. I just don't frequent the church house because of whatever reason. So when we use that word saved, Kirk isn't saved. Nobody's fucking saved. Like that whole, it's funny because we'll say we're saved and then we'll say we all fall short. Is Which one is it? Like you can't, you can have both and that's what saved is supposed to be but the saved that people present in the church i feel is like from a standpoint of perfection it's not from a standpoint of i have a relationship with god and he and i are like tight that's my nigga it's not from that it'd be from like i ain't no sinner like y'all niggas over there and you need help and you need jesus meanwhile you're addicted to pornography or you have all these skeletons in your closet you know what i mean it's just, I can get off on a tangent on that. So I do agree, Kirk ain't saved. Kirk has never been saved. First of all, Kirk gave us Stomp. You think that's a saved nigga? You think the nigga that made Stomp is saved? Okay, all right. Other On the other hand, I do agree. On, on the other hand, I do agree with those that say he was verbally and mentally abusive toward his son. I 100% agree with that. The shit that we heard wasn't okay. It wasn't cool. But we have to keep in mind a couple things. One, abuse can be a two-way street. Like it's an abuse and it's abusive to exploit someone that you have a close interpersonal relationship with instead of like taking it to the through the proper channels. And I see somebody on Facebook that was like, well, we have to uncover these kind of things in the church. And these are the things we need to talk about. And y'all talking about he posted it and blah, 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 blah. I don't have a problem with you posting anything, but I look at the intention of why you posted it. He posted it for clout. He posted it for flex. Like, yeah, this is Kirk Franklin, Mr. Today's a new day. And you doing this and treating your son like da, 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 da. I, you see what I'm saying? He posted it on some pet shit it wasn't a that wasn't a cry for help i heard him in the video talking shit still how you cry for help talking shit you can only do one or the other at a time so i just feel like the abusive part is the standpoint that i do agree with and then there's also the standpoint of that's a grown-ass man knuck if you buck i agree with that too because i'm 30 and there's still some lines i refuse and will not cross with my parents and if i did cross those lines and i got hit I'm not going to say it would be right, but I'm not going to say I did not expect it either. Just just be real. Like, I know people be like, oh, that's abusive. And because that's the way you was raised, it don't make it right. I am not saying it makes it right. But to sit here and act like people have to walk a line of perfection, that's not fair. We don't know what Kirk has been through either. I'm not advocating for either one of them. I think both of them niggas is wrong. But as a child who's suffered hurt from parents, I do understand why 
You know what I mean? It felt good to probably post that. And then on the other side, being Kirk, it probably felt good to cuss that nigga out because we don't know how that nigga been violating. In my opinion, overall, we should have never heard it. I do not think this was something that we should have ever heard. I do not think this was something that um, was, what's the word I'm looking for? Constructive to air. You see what I'm saying? How was this constructive in any kind of way? Except for now, everybody's talking about it. And Kirk had to put out a statement because fake ass Christians is like on his Instagram in his DMs. I'll wait. Anybody got nothing? I didn't think so. How was that constructive though? That makes absolutely no sense. I could not imagine my interpersonal affairs, especially like some of the stuff I'm going through currently being broadcasted on social media and I'm nobody. Kirk has toured the world. You know what I mean? Like his tiny desk just came out. He's doing good in his career, especially for him to still be relevant. Kirk Franklin is literally the, literally the Beyonce of gospel. This nigga has been out since the 80s. If you don't know, you need to get up on your history. Kirk was not 90s. Kirk was 80s. He was singing background for some of your faves, even though he couldn't really sing like that. But anyway, like, you know, just giving people the, the leeway to be human gets to be something that's like not happening. Like the first thing we do is throw stones soon as something bad happens or like somebody does something wrong. And I'm guilty of it myself because when I first see a situation, I make a judgment and that's just what it is. But I'm also getting to the point where in certain situations, especially when it's regarding adults to consenting adults, I'm going to take a step back because that sounds like it's more a part of the human experience. And they both got some growing and some maturing and some healing, especially some healing to do more than taking the side of Kirk or his son. No, Kirk and his son need some help. They, they need they genuinely need some help. So I guess that's my two cents on the black stomp. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Now, if they put that shit on pay-per-view, I'll pay a little penny for that. I'll pay to see Kirk fight his son. And I don't know that sound crazy, but y'all watch people beat each other all fucking time in the streets and in videos. If I want to see a good old-fashioned ass whooping with some gloves, and I know ain't nobody gonna get shot, ain't no rival gang members, I'll take that chance. His, his son was talking hot shit. Like he could really handle himself. So that's a part of the reason why I like, I want to see. Can you hold on what you talking about? No. Daddy, why? We don't want to see that. Handle yours. All right. So this next topic, let's switch, let's switch gears real quick. Man. Y'all have exhausted me. And when I say y'all, I'm literally talking to the Twitterverse. Like, Y'all have absolutely exhausted me with this subject and it continues to be this moment where I have to really critically think and kind of be the sound of reason for myself to not pick door number one or door number two. You know what I mean? Black Twitter states, and that's not S-T-A-K-E-S, that's S-T-E-A-K-S. Black Twitter states. Yes, we are talking about the steakhouse experience and how Black Twitter and black men are standing their fucking ground and making sure we know you cannot put meat in their mouths. I don't know what you think I'm going to say, but I want you to erase it, okay? I want you to erase it. And I want to go on a journey. Let's go on a real quick journey, all right? 
imagine you're a human, okay? And you go into a store. And while you're in the store, you say, I know I'm allergic to coconut. I don't want to participate in anything coconutty. And then you proceed to realize you're standing in a coconut store. What would you do? Now, I ask that question because if you don't know what black Twitter steaks is, let me take it a step back. There is a restaurant, and I think I have it pulled up. There's a restaurant in Houston. No, I'm sorry, in Miami, Florida. If you guys remember Salt Bay, the dude that like throws the salt in the real cute, weird looking like flick of the wrist way or whatever. He opened up a restaurant called Nooser at Miami. I might be saying that wrong. I'm sorry if I am. And it's super high priced. It's like ridiculously priced. I'm talking a Sprite is $10. I'm looking at a copy of the receipt for y'all listening. Two mashed potatoes ended up being 38. So what's that like 19 bucks a piece? Two spinach is 19 bucks a piece. Uh, a gold tomahawk. That's the item. It's $1,000, right? Now, the, the argument on Twitter that's been between people calling black men patriarchal, misogynists, and you know homophobic, and black men who are, like I said, standing their ground, is that the experience of the restaurant with this, this golden tomahawk, it's a steak, basically like uh, crusted with like 14 or 24 karat gold. So they slice up the steak, and then when it's served, Salt Bay, like the guy, the actual Salt Bay guy comes out, serves it to you. He slices it up. He does the little Salt Bay thing, like a presentation. He serves it to you on the tip of a knife. So he sticks his knife in the meat and he's like tries to put it in your mouth by like dangling it or tossing it or whatever like that. We've seen multiple videos that have happened of this happening at the steakhouse in Miami. So this first one floated around it was a young lady and her husband i think her husband or her fiance or her boyfriend somebody she's intimate with uh i seen the, her tweets on twitter as well basically talking about how they were intimate and he was fine and all that kind of stuff but anyway um she posted her eating the steak off of salt bay's knife and i ain't gonna lie a, to me it was a little seductive but She's also a naturally sexy woman. Like she oozes sex appeal if you were to see her. So it it really did make complete sense of like why anything she does would be sexy, you know? And that really also may just be my preconceived notions just to like check myself. But it was, it looked sensual to me is what, it, what I'm saying. So she posts the video and people are like, oh no, ain't nobody gonna be feeding like, and by people, I mean men, are like, nobody gonna be feeding my girl meat in front of my face because her dude is sitting there looking at his face is a little stuck, like, damn, for real. And it was, it was, in my opinion, translated that way on the timeline. He looked like it though. I'm not gonna even hold you. I can't lie and say he didn't look like it. So anyway, fast forward like a few days later, another video of the same kind drops. It's a young man and he is now about to like eat the steak off of the knife he's getting offered it by salt bay dude and he's like nah man nah 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 i'm not eating that and he turns to the table he's like man i'm telling him i'm not eating that so he reaches up to the steak and picks the steak off of the knife and then he eats it that way now 
this is the thing. The two sides of this story are one, people, and by people I pretty much mean the LGBTQ community and women are basically saying men are patriarchal, misogynistic assholes because they are refusing to eat steak off of a knife. Now, I know it's deeper than that. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me because I'm going to break it down. And then men are on the other side saying, it's not gay for me to not want to eat steak off of somebody's. Is that a fly? It is. Sorry, y'all. It's not gay for me to want to eat steak off of somebody's knife. I just don't want to eat steak off a knife. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not my thing. And on one hand, I respect that because you do have autonomy over your own body. You do have the choices and the right to make those decisions. I want to speak and advocate for the LGBTQ community and the women's community real quick, though, because it really I don't think I don't think either side is like listening to each other. Because what women in LGBTQ are saying is like, yo, it's homophobic and misogynistic for you to not want to do this because of the fact that you're not wanting to do it because you inherently think it's gay, right? That is a valid response. That is a valid critique, in my opinion. What I also think is something else that is true is that we're not focusing on the fact that we really got to look at the fact of whether or not them even being in this environment is voluntary or involuntary. Because from what it feels like, when the young lady did it, it was voluntary. When the man did it, it was involuntary. Not involuntary as in like, you know, okay, let me back up. Involuntary as in like, they knew that it was gonna happen, but they did not actively like pay for it or participate in it. I don't think that guy ordered that. I think that's something you order for the table and the table gets to experience it. And then you get to, like he did, choose whether or not you want to participate in it. So there's two sides to that. Because I think men are saying, I should be able to go to a restaurant and just enjoy steak without having to do that. And you're 100% right. But if you order that, if you specifically order that, then that says you want to partake in that experience. If you order that and choose not to partake in the experience, inherently knowing that you don't like coconuts, you see how I tied that back? You see it, pay attention class, I'm teaching. You see, you know you don't like it and you order it anyway, just so you can post on social media, hey, look y'all, I'm not gay to other men because LGBTQ community definitely welcomes you and women don't give a fuck. So it's like, that makes sense. If you did not order it and you're just there amongst the table, I do understand what you're saying. You do have autonomy over your body. You should be able to pick and choose whether or not you want to participate in something. I 100% respect that. My thing is, if you go into this restaurant, black man, and you thinking that you about to order that and you don't want to have the experience, there. let me tell you something. I worked in restaurants for almost 20 years now. Wait, how old am I? 15 years. I'm sorry, I went way too far. I've worked in restaurants for about 15 years now. Actually, probably about 16 going on. There is nothing, and you can quote me on this, there is nothing in these restaurants that you can't make at home. All it is is accessibility. You literally can go to the grocery store and replicate any recipe. I know that's going to blow people's minds, but if you are like wanting something bad enough, you can figure out like there's hoax ways 
to like make every dish in the world. Nothing is so beyond your comprehension that you can't do it yourself. Newsflash to everybody out there, and I'm about to piss a lot of people off. You do not eat at restaurants for the food. You eat there for the experience and the convenience. That's it. Think about it. How many people you know that go to a restaurant and every time they go out, they order chicken strips? Tell me you can't make chicken strips at home. First of all, you or, you're there for the convenience. Every restaurant, I don't care. Ruth Chris, Maggiano's, Cheesecake Factory, everything there can be made at home. We're in America. You can make all that shit at home. I'm stressing that to say you can't. I've seen, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've seen retorts to what the women in the LGBTQ community are saying uh, from men saying, if I want to eat a steak, I can just eat a steak. I came to the restaurant for a steak. First of all, that's a lie. You came to the restaurant because it was convenient and you wanted to enjoy an experience, especially in America. We have had a problem with people serving people since our inception. First, it was the Native Americans. Then at the same time, it was niggas. Then it stretched to Hispanic people. Then it stretched to poor whites. Like, be real. Be absolutely real. We like being serviced. We like we like being served in America. That's who we are as a culture. Like, that's why we get joy. I have Amazon boxes sitting off the screen. We get a little gleeful when we get something from Amazon. We just, we like being brought things. That's who we are as a society. So I want you to realize, even though you may not be able to get the 24 karat gold foil, which that is such a Hunger Games capital like district one sentence for me to even conceptualize or say. But once you get to that point where you're like, I want 24 karat gold on my steak, you know inherently it's for the experience. There's no nutritional value from that. You get you literally get nothing from it except to say, I experienced this. You can't say anything else. And gold shit probably. Nothing. You gain nothing. So to try to sell this idea of I did it because I wanted this specific thing, even though I knew this specific thing was going to come with something that would make me uncomfortable, I'm still willing to go and do it because I'm a man and I can. That was That's what that sound be, that side be sounding like. But like I said, on the other side of that, if you're there and you're just having the experience with some friends, I do feel that it is okay. And you should be able to say no if you don't want to. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think we take into account that some people have autoimmune diseases. Some people just are not comfortable eating from other people's hands, especially in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like, I, I personally won't chalk it up to being homophobic. I do think there's some stake and some value in it being homophobic though. And I see why people are calling that out. Because for some men, that is true. Uh, I ain't doing that shit. That shit gay. I ain't letting no man feed me no fucking food. Yeah, you're fucking homophobic. But for the men out there that literally are like, you know what? I genuinely am just not comfortable, again, in a pandemic with someone, not just a man, anyone feeding me food. Because on the other side of that, if my husband was to allow some chick to feed him something in front of me, we gonna have to fight. So... That's that's what that is right there. And I'm not talking about fighting my husband. I'm fighting that bitch because you see our rings. Like, that's just that's just what it is. So I, I just, again, I think I've seen it from both sides. And this is what happens. I don't, that's why I don't be tweeting. Like, I started putting my opinions in my podcast and on my YouTube channel because, like, when that, when these tweets get to flying and I've gotten to the pay, play, pace, haha, place now, like, I be critically thinking. So 
I'm going to think about how I'm going to tweet it. I'll put it in the drafts and sit on it because I want every single word to be as clear as fucking possible because people will retweet your shit and just get to running. And I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. I'm stressed out in my real life. Like, you know what I mean? Bills is due. Like, you know what I mean? Like this little, this little YouTube thing, you know, I needed to get it popping. I got a lot. So when I see topics like this that really, in my opinion, are just trivial, especially because let's also um, acknowledge this. This is why I call it trivial. Let's go back to these prices, bitch, because, again, I'm looking at this receipt. Two oysters, 12 crab. I'm sorry, two oysters, 12 pieces was 100. So that means it was $50 each. Two grilled prawns. I think that's like shrimp, I want to say. That's a hundred. Two meat sushi, 60. Two burrata, four Salt Bay Passion. Now, I don't know if Salt Bay Passion is a drink or if that's the actual like experience. Uh, what is a Salt Bay Passion? Let's Google it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't think they have an actual website. Let's see if they have a website on this receipt. No, they don't have a website. I don't know what that is, but two spinach was $38. Two uh, spaghettis, two orders of spaghetti was $160. Why is your spaghetti $80? What the fuck? That's a spicy meat to ball. Why is your spaghetti $80? Two Istanbul sirloins, I guess, was $200. One tomahawk was two. Okay, now look at this, y'all. One tomahawk was $275. One golden tomahawk took you to $1,000. So you're telling me that you spent $625 more. No, $725 more. Just to be able to say you ate some gold flakes on a steak. We are a country who has strayed so far from God. <laughs> like, this, I... I the total on this bill came to $6,228.05, y'all. The subtotal was $4,942. You got tax of $395 and some change, and then you got an 18% service charge pretty much for the, the tip, which I don't blame them. You need to give me my coins. $889 for the tip. Like, this is, in, this, is, this is exorbitant. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. That is absolutely crazy. I'm sick looking at that. Like, I, I, mm. hey, y'all want to flex and y'all want to, you know, live that life? Y'all do it. Good on y'all. I am not that girl. Every time I get a little bit of money, I make sure I try to put it to some use. You know what I mean? I might treat myself every now and then, but I cannot ever see me paying $6,000 for a dining experience. I just, I, I pray that as my pockets get bigger, like, my broke mentality kind of stays the same. Like I hope to stay frugal. Like there's no reason for me to be going to dinners for $6,000. I could change somebody's life today with $6,000. I just, I kind of hope I always stay in that mindset. I just, I, man, being broke, man, being broke. Thank you guys for watching. This has been another episode of the Black Black Podcast. I am really, really excited that it's going to be me and you guys going forward. I know we will miss King Bajan, but I'm looking forward to 
hopefully getting us on track with a schedule and really just kind of incorporating this into my YouTube as something that I like do or whatever. So yeah, I, uh, I think that's it. Are we done guys? I don't know who I'm talking to. So thank you guys for watching. Have a good evening. Bye. I don't know what I'm dancing to. I'm just awkward. All right. Edit this out. <laughs>